Welcome to the Tipsy Knits podcast. This is one of our Another Round series of pre-recorded content for our summer 2019 hiatus. We hope you enjoy. Hello and welcome to another interview with Tipsy Knits, Sia and Pip. And today we have the lovely Ellen. Hello. So, you said who you are, but who are you, Ellen? <laughs> well, I'm otherwise known as Kalokshek Ellen on Instagram. I also hand dye yarn in the, under the name of Mrs. Lamb Yarns. Mm-hmm. So being Kalokshek Ellen, that is my full Chinese and English name put together. Mrs. Lamb is um, my married name from my husband. So it's uh, L-A-M without the B. So it's a silent. Cool. So it's a and we'll put links to your um, stuff in the notes yes. as well. So on the topic of tipsy knits, mm-hmm. doesn't have to be alcoholic, but do you happen to have a tipple of choice when you are crafting and knitting? Usually tea or coffee. I drive pretty much most of the time, so no alcoholic beverages. And if I do, it'll be whatever I fancy. Could be a gin and tea. Gin and tea? gin and tonic <laughs> glass of wine <laughs> yeah. you can tell it. I have no drinks beside me here honest <laughs> <laughs> so another popular question with us is how do we actually know you Ellen that's a tricky one I think we met at EYF 2017 mm-hmm. yes because you guys started following me as tipsy nits mm-hmm. on Instagram and then I was like, who are these two girls? Who are they? Hmm. Listen to a podcast. Okay, right. And pop up an EYF podcast lounge. Here you go. Pips passed me a badge slyly as we're not, we weren't allowed to pass out any merchandise that year. I was like, oh, nice to meet you. I think <laughs> it's from there on. It, it just went boom. Friendship. Yeah. Um, and, and then we further met at Paris. Mm-hmm. And then through IVKN as well, the International Virtual Midnights mm-hmm. group. And yeah. You introduced me to Dim Sum, that's what it was uh, as well. That, yeah. that's what I'm thinking of is uh, you got yeah, me into a whole new group of food I didn't know existed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I came down to Glasgow. I think it was for um, a crafting show or some sort at the SEC. That's what it was, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then we want you guys wanted to try dim sum mm-hmm. so we went for that that was lovely mm-hmm. <laughs> i guess dreaming of the um pork buns yep mm-hmm. those have been on my mind ever since <laughs> create a monster yeah, i need to try one of those <laughs> so you do yarn and you also sew project bags and things. What's been your kind of crafting timeline as such? When did you start crafting? Oh, I initially started knitting possibly eight, nine years ago, I think. I just worked in a restaurant. I was really bored during my break time. So I had down to my local yarn shop, as you do, picked up a pattern and got everything that it required to make the item but no I didn't make up the item it went elsewhere (laughs) (laughs) got a bit frustrated at myself I wanted to try crocheting myself a blanket which is quite lazy and it was quite intricate 
but I don't didn't make it. But then I took up knitting instead. Um, I have vague memories of my mom teaching me to cast on, to knit, and purl. That was it. She didn't know any cast off or decreases, or has to why I got so many <laughs> extra stitches on the needles that I did when I acted <laughs> up. Um, but yeah, that that was when I was a child. Um, but I've been doing all that the same for eight nine years, and then went into just wanted fancy a dabble into dyeing yarn and sewing bags is just another thing that you kind of fall into when you start <laughs> like oh I don't have a bag oh I've got plenty of fabric I initially bought the fabric to um do patchwork and quilting mm-hmm. but then you kind of fall out of it because it takes so much time and there are some things that are not as accessible so I turned them into bags instead I yeah. thought, you know what, let's put it all out there and see if anybody's interested. Oh, yes, there is. Okay, it's a thing. <laughs> so, with the. Should we split it into dyeing and then project bags, perhaps? Because I think this is probably a question that works both ways, isn't mm-hmm. it? Yeah. What do you say your inspiration is then for the project bags? The project bags can come in all shapes and weight, all shapes and forms, or whatever. Whenever I go to a fabric shop, I'll try and pick out things that I particularly like because I think it's important as a maker that you try and put yourself out there as the way you want others to see you has and your own personality through that. So it could go, and I'm very much of a floral person. I'm very bright. Um, I like the cutesy stuff, but I know it doesn't suit everybody. So I do try and go for some more neutrals kind and um, plain kind of fabric um one thing i do want to fo- try and do in the following year or slowly introduce is to use red fabric on the inside as mm-hmm. red always signifies being giving good luck for mm-hmm. chinese asian people so i thought that could be a, an idea just to brand it that way that when you get a project bag when you buy a project bag for me that there's going to be a bit of good luck and a bit of me in it as well that's really cool yeah that's lovely yeah so i'm trying to work that through and see i've got a huge mountain of fabric stash so it might not happen so soon but who knows (laughs) slowly but surely well about the shape of the bags as well then because i know you've got various different shapes and i know you did a really cool one for pip a while back as well yes um i just look online and see what i fancy and what would work and what wouldn't work mm-hmm. and being the crafter yourself and you i've dabbled into cross stitch and embroidery knitting crochet and you would want a band that kind of fits all of those kind of categories mm-hmm. um the drawstring ones are particularly popular at the minute they're just easy they stand up and they fold over as well mm-hmm. so you can use as a yarn ball when you're out at the in group and it's just a quick pull of the cord to close it up and you're off, off you go. Um, the one that I did for a pip, that was actually based on a lunch bag tote bag that I've seen. Okay. So initially it's been used for mm-hmm. putting your lunch in for taking to work or going out. I thought, you know what, that's probably going to work for projects that start off fairly small, but then it slowly grows and you need that extra space. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So then having that extra cover at the top kind of just allows that to for you to fill it up. 
and you're not yeah. going to do it all yeah. and you try i need to find another bag that fits this and take everything you can put in all your stitch markers your notions and whatnot all in there off you go and, and it's easy to grab and go in a way yeah. i, I love that's what you because, the tag yeah at the top because you put like the wrist loop but also the handles and things on it mm. it's just it's probably the most versatile project bag that mm. i own i love it to bits so thank Yay. you <laughs> <laughs> i think i might try to do add that add the um, wrist tags at the top if that's more easier for people to knit on the go when they're out and about huh, yeah i tend to knit sometimes if i'm like standing at the bus stop or something so having the wrist tag allows me to stand mm -hmm. stand mm -hmm. that's why i like it yeah but, so then again same kind of question with the yarn what inspires you to to tie the yarn and whatever i fancy the kind of mood that i'm in on the day that i plan a dye day i'll just grab whatever pot of color that i want and pop it all in together and see what happens and that's how lanterns came about i did have a image in my head of because it marks the um last day of the Chinese New Year at the time and it's also known as the Lanterns Festival and I've imagined like a really dark night with all these brightly coloured lanterns in the sky so you were thinking of the greens and the yellows and a bit of purple and the reds so I just chucked it all in Spec tried speckling um, didn't quite come out that way but that's what I had and it's just mm. you kind of play on some colours and how it interacts and how it mixes in the dye pot mm -hmm. so some of my colors are true one of a kind don't ask me how to how to recreate it because it may not happen <laughs> so it's the ultimate creativity it's just yeah. oh yeah what i'm feeling and let's go for mm -hmm. it totally i don't go with a theme i don't have a set theme for any collection at the moment it's just go for it and you think of a name afterwards yeah so um, are there any particular bases that you quite like working with? Um, I quite like working with the British Blue Face Leather BFL. Uh, mm -hmm. It's a nice, it takes up dye really nicely, mm. but I've recently worked with 100% um, non-superwash Sheviet, mm. and that's just another dream to mm. work with. Um, whether it's being dyed up or when you're knitting with it and the... Um, results that you get after knitting out and washing blocking is so different to what you actually feel in the skein. Mm -hmm. And that's what John of Beauty Chill was surprised at when he seen me at Arbin Yarn Fest. Because I presented him with a cowl that I've knitted as a sample. He was like, no way, that's not a sheep yet. Kid you not, it is. <laughs> <laughs> it's what you gave me. It's what I've dyed and knitted up to me. And he's like, oh, okay. Yeah, I've it's used very it before, and it's definitely one of those ones that changes completely mm. when you block it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I've enjoyed working with that, and I only got a small quantity of it left, so I may have to twist a few arms to get some more. <laughs> <laughs> definitely. <laughs> so you mentioned yeah. there that you don't really have any like specific collections or anything yet. Do you have any like any future plans or anything that we you'd like to give us a wee sneak peek about? A sneak peek or a sneak talk? Sneak talk. <laughs> you know what I mean. Yeah. If you want to show us things on video, you can. 
I don't have any at the hand yet. That's not happening. <laughs> it's all in the planning process. Um, what I want to do, it's kind of a reflection on my own life and how I grew up in Scotland as being a first slash second generation of Chinese Asians mm-hmm. in a Western world. Mm-hmm. And very much of it was spent being in a takeaway. Mm-hmm. So I'm working a takeaway as well now um, for the past three, four years. And there are some things that kind of just makes me think, you know what? I quite like people to know about what it's like to be me. So it's going to be based very much on my own personal life and what I've been through. So it's going to be called a takeaway collection. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can think of maybe your favorite dish or customers or um, things that people say to you on the phone even the mood that I can go into or and it's just gonna be all bursting different colors Mm -hmm. Um, so that's gonna be one collection I do have a few so I've sat down and written down some colorway names Mm -hmm. but I've yet to work out what kind of colors I want to represent certain things Um, but for just now I actually have one colorway on my website and it's called sweet and sour and that's like an orange brownie kind of tone mm-hmm. and it just instant when i dyed it up it dried on the i thought that reminds me of my dad's sweet and sour sauce when he makes it in batches <laughs> <laughs> so what well, at the minute i'm trying to take some photos whilst i work in the takeaway and use those as the inspiration for the next for my very first official collection if you like um and just work from there mm-hmm. i've also have in the workings maybe some pin badges Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I i need to wait for the artwork to come back to me before that goes ahead so that's possibly if i can get my fingers pulled out and get going on it it may come to perth Oh, exciting. So that might, so I may, I'll probably be debuting the whole takeaway collection at Perth. Because mm-hmm. um, I do, should, I should have sufficient time to do it and plan it that way. Because um, it is a big project to take on. It's not somebody, here you go, there's a project here, like, and that's your deadline. Mm-hmm. It's something that I've set myself and I would like to take my time and really think things through and make sure that I put it out in a way that it's not me cashing in on um, any of the racism discussions that we've been having on social media. Um, It's just what I've been through and just to make it aware of some of the things that can be problems and takeaways. It It may not be the same experience as others may have. Mm-hmm. when you order food from a takeaway or if they've worked in one it could be totally different but it's just my personal experiences that I'm using yeah so there we have it so sounds exciting it sounds amazing <laughs> well I hope it sounds amazing it turns out as amazing as it sounds <laughs> it'll be brilliant and we will yes. be front of the queue when we're at Perth yes oh yes <laughs> there'll be a lot <laughs> So moving on, 
we were wondering what is on your needles slash if you've got any other kind of other current crafty projects going on. Saying this, having seen you at EYF this year with your 11 gajillion cast-ons. Yes. <laughs> I currently, actually, did I have my list somewhere? I went from 18 whips mm-hmm. last week, and it's down to 16. Wow. Nice. So, I've got, um, uh, so me and Gemma of the Project Bag um, were, are doing a lace along. Mm-hmm. And um, I finished mine. Oh, that's beautiful! Oh, oh stunning! A, a triangular lace shawl with beading. Ooh! So it kind of catches in the light some somewhere. But yeah, I've finished mine. It's still needs a wash and block, and it's a quite a hefty weight there. What product? What um? pattern is that? It's called Nose Gay um, on Ravelry. I don't know if the pattern is still available because the designer was retiring or she'll stop selling her pattern so I grabbed it when I could. Mm-hmm. But it's been in my queue for a very long time and the challenge for me on this project was the beading because I've never done anything with beads in them and it was just a joy to knit. And I was using Madeline Tosh um, I can't remember the base because mm-hmm. <laughs> I bought it many years ago at, from Loop when I was in London. Oh, it's a great shop. Um, and the story behind that one was I didn't know anything about the different yarn weights at the time. Hmm. I went with the price I was paying versus the yardage I was getting out of it. Yeah. Uh, okay. So when you're, when you're looking at a four, now I know, when you're looking at a four apply, you're getting about 400 plus about 400 meters and you're paying 17 to 20 pounds for one versus this skein i was getting about 800 meters and paying the same price mm-hmm. so i guess it worked in my head that i was getting double of what another skein was giving me so i was like looked at it like oh it's lace what do i do with you <laughs> kind of thing so i, I feel like a lot of us have made that oh, yeah. mistake in the past yeah, so and then along comes lace shawls. So that's one. One of my favorite projects at the minute um, a colorwork sweater that I'm almost done mm-hmm. um, using holes garn held double. And I got the main color on a cone, and I've still got heaps left. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how many more sw- purple sweaters I'm going to get out of it. Probably two more. Wow. That's not bad going. No, it's huge that going. I was like, what? Are you are you kidding me? Like twenty five pounds for this whole cone? And that's gonna get me two, three sweaters. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. I've got enough to do and I same exactly the same sweater in the same colours again. I wanted to. <laughs> wow. That's amazing. Like, oopsies. Um any other favourite ones at the minute? Nope. Other projects or other crafts cross stitching is kind of taken a bit of a toll on me i quite like it i've mm-hmm. enjoyed it and um, i've got christmas one on the go <laughs> <laughs> and it's rather it is rather cute so it's like okay let's just take my time and work on that mm-hmm. lovely oh, nice 
So you've mentioned Perth. Mm-hmm. Have you got any other upcoming appearances this year that we should share no. with people? No, it's just Perth left for this year, uh, and that's September. Um, I'm sure the girls can look up the date. 7th and 8th? 8th and 9th? 7th and 8th of September, I think. Yeah, 7th yeah. and 8th. That's the only one that I've got planned for for the rest of this year. Mm-hmm. It'll be a good, good show to a good show to round off the mm-hmm. year with for sure. It would be yes, and seeing lots of friends and all the other awesome yarny people. Yes, <laughs> it's going to be great fun. Yeah, definitely. We can't wait. Can't wait. You mentioned obviously some favorite projects earlier on. Uh-huh. Do you have any particular favourite finished objects that you would think of off the top mm-hmm. of your head, or is that too difficult? <laughs> well, that's rather difficult with a girl that's got 21 sweaters and possibly the same amount as shawls. <laughs> your sweaters are incredible, yeah. by the way. Yeah, they are, and I love them. And there are some that are going slowly into the mending pile, or mm-hmm. needs frogging, and we do. Uh, but the most impressive was I'm turning turn my head to look up the actual piles <laughs> of <All the> sweaters. <laughs> In winter, I particularly like my soiree sweater, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and that's because it's a nice old baggy, oversized sweater, mm-hmm. boxy with some cables, and that I can live in that during the winter time because I'm in the northeast of Scotland where it's slightly cooler. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, the most epic sweater was the testament that I did for Bev Beverly Dot. Um, the um, Fair Isle sweater, Appa Heli, mm-hmm. and that was the Vikings and Fire Yoke, and that was a very epic knit. Yes. Um, but sadly, kind of, it's kind of tight at the shul- around the shoulders. Oh. So I- Dithering if I want to cut the yoke and re-knit it or just leave it as it is and knit a second one in different colours. Mm-hmm. Oh, decisions. Which, you yeah. Could, you could do both. I could. <laughs> but I have sneakily casted on a second one already. Okay, uh, so it's like three rounds. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've done three rounds on, on a sleeve and that's about it. But I want to, I may want to knit a second one for Perth. Mm. Yeah, self-imposed deadlines, eh? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I've got a busy couple of months coming up. (laughs) Yeah, so there's there's a lot. I do craft a lot during my free time when I'm at work, and it's quiet. I just Mm. make it out and knit on whatever that takes my fancy. Yeah, Mm -hmm. (laughs) that'll be how you manage to make so many sweaters so so quickly. Yeah, you're fast. they are, the, especially the ones where it's just pulling stock in it, and mm. it's all in the round. <laughs> when? Yeah. So, again, just to, I guess, round it all off, mm-hmm. we could ask you again, so if you remind us where people can find you in various places on the internet. They can find me on Instagram, as at Ellen, and I'll make sure Pip put that in, into the notes. <laughs> you can also that it's the same name on Facebook and it's calocshake.com for the website as well. It's not I'm not on Etsy, it's a website itself, so 
that's where you can find me. I'm more active on Instagram though. So keep your eyes out on there for any news, for any um, updates or any sneak peeks that I get in I allow onto social media. Excellent. Well, thank you very much. Yeah, thank you so much for talking to us, Ellen. Thank you for having me. No problem. And we will see you at Perth. Yeah. See you at Perth. Bye. Bye.